we're still evolving, so we're really interested to know how we can help because this is a new area for us. Does anybody know who Circle West is, by the way? Not that many hands. Okay, that so. Was heaps of hands. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later who we are. <laughs> <laughs> who knows DLGSC? Who can say it? <laughs> <laughs> and how do you pronounce it? <laughs> so, um, so this session is about who can help you and how we can help you. If you're, if you have an interest in renting systems, you've never done one, but you think that's a really cool idea or if you have a creative development and you want to connect with the community. Um, I want to, the definition, by the way, is a community is not Nana or a tiny town on the rabbit proof fence. The Irish are a community and Armadale is a community. And so, you know, so in terms of residencies, everybody can be by people going, well, I don't really, I won't really want to leave my dog. And that's okay. There are other communities for residencies. Um, uh, if you were to look at funding a residency and if you want to begin a conversation or start a relationship with a creative partner. So that's what we're here to do. And we're here to learn, like we're here to learn what we sort of need to do um, in the industry. So um, so you, so Ali, Jill and I um, will all speak. Um, I, don't, um, I don't stop speaking once I start speaking, so it's really good if I ask you some questions and you get to speak to me. Um, so just to give you an idea, so Circuit West, we are, we used to be the Performing the venue, performing arts venues association, and we've sort of grown into be lots of different things. And so, our our vision is lovely. It's a state connected, enriched, and alive. But our real job is to like cause performing arts experiences to happen, and that doesn't mean that things that happen on stages. And we're sort of growing on that. So, a few years ago, I think it was in 2013, we got enough money for a pitching forum. I don't know if anybody was anybody's old enough to have been in a pitching forum. So it's only eight years ago, and each year we grow, we grow that. Okay, so we grow what we can, how we can connect communities with performing arts. We have nothing to do with visual arts. Um, so, uh, and we're um, we're really influenced by artists. We're really influenced by presenters and um, communities. So, I, I'd like to start with a question because I'm going to go back to um, something that Chloe said earlier. Is that um, I want you to maybe, and I'm not going to go around the room because it annoys people. But um, to tell me something, so if I'm a community, you've got to tell me why I should have a residency. But there's a rule in this game: is that I'm the CEO of Narragin Shire, <laughs> and I run a wheat sheep farm, and I drive a header, and I'm a very hard worker. But somehow I end up as the mayor of the shire. So when you tell me about why I should have a residency, remember Art Speak. Why should I really have it? And I'm only asking you this question because I want you to think about yourself. So who wants to start? My name's Ben, by the way. Ben. ben. I've noticed that it's, you know, it's, it's easy for the stories of people like yourself and people in our community to get lost in the wider narrative of what's happening in this country or state. And I'd love to work with your community to learn how your story can be, be a bigger part of the larger story so you're not being forgotten about. Who else? Um, arts can be uh, a connecting tool, just like sport. It's a space where people can gather together to create better community and stronger community ties, which can actually, in the long term, um, resolve, pre-resolve a lot of disputes or tensions in the community. By the way, you've heard this book, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I noticed, I saw in the paper, um, there's been a lot of young people in your town that have died in ways you wouldn't expect that they would have and that must be pretty hard for your town. Um, art can be the way to process that, the way to connect people, and the way to prevent it. 
So, um, um, and I just want you to think about that down the track because I've got some other questions for you. Why do you think I asked? Just a, why do you think I asked? Well, I think you need to know how to approach people who are coming from a different perspective or maybe a different context and mm. not assume that they're going to understand an arts context the way that we might inhabit mm. it mm. in a metropolitan area, especially. Mm. And that was said earlier for, for you know, the people who all gave examples was. How, you know, how do you sing your song? You know, like what you're doing might have a great impact. I always wonder what Annette Carmichael did when she said, I just want to get 10 men from the local footy team to do a dance in front of the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyhow, so, um, so I want to talk through how we can sort of, how we can sort of help. 
Um, and so, and we've been really influenced by the fact that actually, a few years ago there wasn't a lot in the way of residencies, and now all of a sudden this has become a thing you know that's really important in arts, and that's really that's really good. We were influenced by a couple of things, and um, one is if anybody saw uh, Doug Borwick come from the USA um, to speak at Showcase about 18 months ago or two years ago, two showcases ago, and he had done this giant study, and what he found was that communities were just disconnected from the arts altogether, and that uh, you know he had this fabulous quote, and it was just you know, but it was. But he really was saying, art has become something for metrocentric, university-educated white people. And that's great. And in it, these communities, when we go out there, we say, oh, we couldn't get anybody onto the show. We had to cancel it because nobody wanted it in outer, you know, Wisconsin, right? So, you know, and that really affected us because we sort of, we've been doing research since 2018 in regional communities, and that's exactly what we heard, is that... Um, people have a little connection with performing arts and stuff that Chloe was talking about. People are a little frightened. They're a little frightened to go into a venue. What's going to happen to me if I go into a venue? Um, and uh, so they don't have a connection with performing artists. Even performing artists in town in towns are sort of missing because they want to eat. And so they go to a regional centre. And so there may be not anybody outside somebody who can play a guitar in the park. You know, and not being funny about that, there is an important part of the art in those communities. And many um, outside centres don't have an art teacher. They don't have one at all. So, you know, so we've been working with a couple of communities and they've got zero. They built a beautiful arts um, centre in Narragin and then they took the funding away for the art teacher. No arts at all. So you can do pottery when you're 10 and then that's it. Um, and um, uh, we just did, re we're doing some research around with guys who, you know, who drive headers around the state and we're finding that more of them, are, and more and more of them are saying never had any arts experiences at all. How old are you going for? Not anything. So, and, and so that's a real problem. Um, and uh, performing spaces exist in, in less than 30 of the 138 local governments. No space at all. I mean, there is, you can perform in a park, but you know, no, no established performing space. So, um, so that's why we're, we're taking a bigger role in this, because we tour a lot of work, and we find that tour is not enough. You know, so, um, so I was, and, and you know, the reason I asked the question earlier, so Ali and I were talking a couple of months ago, and. There was, there was money in this funding um, for, you know, and uh, our policy is take all the government's money. Take it all. That's our, that's our actual mission statement. Take the government's money. And uh, so I connected with a whole bunch of presenters and said, there's all this residency, you know, funding out there, and it's ages away. Like, is anybody, is anybody interested? Do you want our help? Because that's what we do, we help. And the only, the only answers I got back were, are the people doing residencies? So we figured that we have, we've missed a step. Let's take a look and we still need to connect together. Um, so, um, so a question to the group is, why, why is working in, in residencies, collaborations, working with communities, why is it important to you as artists? Why? I'm fascinated to know why. Our information. Yeah, yeah. Um, just being Muslim, first of all, like, do you guys know how many ethnicities are Muslim? 
<laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, and if I just speak to my own particular ethnicity being Bosnian, there is like a massive wealth of untold stories, mm. practices, everything. Mm. But then to go outside of that yeah. <laughs> and then just consider one more ethnicity mm. or the the bigger the bigger wider spectrum, it's a lot that's not tapped into. Like I'm the, I think I might be the only Muslim here, if that's correct. Mm. Um, but to consider that there are one point seven billion of us and mm. they're not they're not mm. actively engaged in art spaces. Mm. So for me it's important um, to be in these spaces, to bring that to the forefront so then I can take it to my community. Because I, I personally understand the potential that art has um, for healing, for understanding, for good, for just for everything under the sun. Mm. So for me, I feel like it's a very, very important tool that is not being used. And I am connected to mm. a multitude mm. of communities. So to me, that's why it's important. Mm. Why else? Why else do you want to do residencies? Georgia, um, you guys have got such good we, work. Doing shows for the same audience every year is fine, but at some point, it's nice to have the challenge of bringing new audiences to your work. Yeah. Um, and kind of just listening to you, like my, I come from a really blue collar family. Um, I grew up with my cousins, and they never come to shows at the Blue Room. They would never come to a show at the State Theatre. They would never come to the like to the city to see. They feel really uncomfortable. They feel like they don't know how to act in that space. And so. Try the challenge of taking work to them and trying to make a space that's comfortable for them is an interesting mm. challenge for me. I think mm. bringing new people into the into the performing arts, whoever they are, is a fun challenge. Mm. And it's good for an artist as well to have those different eyes on your work. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Who else? Up the back, sorry. Um, I don't know anybody's name. <laughs> my name is Sadia. Uh, my name is Sadi and I'm, uh, I have been living in Perth for two years, uh, but I'm originally from Pakistan. Uh, so uh, I think residencies are particularly important for people who come from migrant backgrounds. Because uh, no matter how much you work back in your home country, when you come to a new place, you're completely unfamiliar to like, you know, how the system works. Uh, like you don't know anybody, you don't have a base. So like you're kind of starting from the scratch. So I think residencies are very uh, important for people like me because uh, we get to know more about the culture, we get to like you know network with people and uh, about the cultural and artistic back practices which are here in Australia. Yeah. Cool. Who else? I just was thinking about um, I've got a project that's about for women about connecting women connecting with each other. So and I just want to reach as many women as I possibly. So, and if I'm talking about connecting with each other, I really have to go into communities in order to find out and reach women who might not be connecting and might be isolated and might, we might be able to enhance that um, yeah. opportunity for them. Anybody else? The practice that I have admittedly doesn't directly engage with community, it's not its purpose. Yeah. It's always about audience engagement, of course, as a work in the end, but the actual practice is not that. Mm. So I find residencies in some ways have been about silence and quiet and removing myself from the context I know, and all of these things that are quite self-directed. At the same time, I feel like that the work gets informed by landscape and by the place. Mm. And that wherever we are, what happens there, we did a residency in Helen in New South 
ghost of that place came into the world, and the imagery from that place came into the world, and so that place will always be in that world. And I also have a huge passion for teaching young people and engaging with young people, so I think if I can bring art to a community, like as in opening up a studio or teaching workshops or things like that are really important to me. So I think that is a way of connecting to community, but the work itself is not about that. And I, I find often we talk about residencies about community engagement, and I feel like there's other angles that artists need to work from yeah. while still being able to give an enormous mm. amount back. Mm. Cool. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, you like had your hand up. So no, that's okay. Okay. I think, oh, thank you. No, it's just, I think, giving opportunities, not just art for communities that might not normally have. Mm. I think that there's something, maybe it was you said, but like bringing like, like options for careers that like might not be apparent because mm. no one's considered them until you're there. Nobody's there. So like opportunities as well as the art itself. That's great. I'm just going to say, I want to reverse the pipeline because at the moment as Aboriginal artists, we are passive participants in the art. We have art come to us. I want us to start making art so we're back to the city because yeah. the story yeah. never needs to come yeah. back. Yeah, I agree. All the regional art story. One more. Yeah. I guess uh, something that's been cool uh, is a sense of those communities then having a sense of I'm similar, I don't do community arts work, but the works that I've created in residency contexts, those communities have then been able to have a sense of ownership over to an extent, um, even though it's some weird high concept fringe festival bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's, it's also a way to like, really engross yourself in the project, like removing yourself from your that, like, uh, like going traveling somewhere else, you can just forget about the shit that's happening in your life. And it's like, great, I'm in this new place for three weeks. I can truly think about this project and I can divert all my energy, my time into it and make it something greater than it could have been somewhere else. Mm. Whilst going to a new place, um, meeting new people and getting those conversations and that whole side of travelling, which is such an amazing part of the lucky thing that we get to do is to travel and work and meet new people and go to new places, um, which all then helps to reinforce experience that you have over the CC, which is why I think that's invaluable to um, practice. Mm. Okay, okay. One last. Beautiful. Um, so I'm going to push back, I'm going to pull forward, because I think there's different types of restrictions, barriers, or silos within this industry that I'm still navigating and learning about. So first off, I can't recall, there was something along the lines of like, uh, I think it was a quote of, um, white, educated, um, metropolitan types who go and see performing arts and that's great. Actually, it's not great. Especially when people are struggling to like get funding or the government's like, you're not essential. So I feel it's, anybody who's like, oh, it's great, we still have it. No, it's not. And like, it, it isn't. I, I would challenge anyone on this view. But in terms of other silos, like I was talking to my dad today, like what I'm doing today as an artist, today's my, today I'm working as an artist. Right, but um, that's like so. What are you doing exactly? It's like, oh, I'm going to talk to a industry organization about projects, project work. So this idea of like you know you have full-time artists who are maybe engaged to an organization, maybe they're a producer who's like working on performing lines or something. Um, getting people who 
even if they don't or do know the arts, like my dad, who's in his 60s and likes Shakespeare and his stuff, he's never going to see something at state theatre because he's just not engaged in that way. And that's a really big missed opportunity. I think anybody who doesn't see that is kind of missing the point. I'll end by saying I think residencies are so important because they allow you to activate things in a short time period in an intense way. But um, personally, I remember thinking, where are the other cool brown artists? I met like this cool white girl, this cool white chick, this cool white guy. I met all y'all, y'all look great. But I've had this conversation like, where are the like brown, yellow, red, like or green, like where are the aliens, right? And it's only because of certain organizations like Performing Lives that I got to answer, like scratch that thing. Um, but anybody who's feeling like comfortable, like, oh, you know, we still, no, I think we need to turn up the heat a bit more. And there's a lot more, there's a lot more I feel. Yeah. One thing, but part of our job is also to demystify Absolutely. art, and Absolutely. you know the great thing about residencies is that you get the opportunity to do that. There is, you know, there's this higher echelon of art, like you know, in the galleries, and you know, the majority of people will never access that. So part of our work, I guess, is to, in a way allow or give people the opportunity to, to experience what you know art is on their kind of particular sort of you know level and, and experience. And you know, you kind of often find particularly I mean I work a lot in the kind of intergenerational space. And um, you know you'll find working with sort of 70, 80 year olds who will say, Oh I can't draw. I can't draw. You know, I haven't drawn yeah. since I was a kid. And you know, you'll speak to them and start them off on you know a little activity. You come back in five minutes and they've drawn something amazing. You know, but it's just because art is so mystifying to them and yeah. so um, you know kind of far away from their lived experience. Absolutely. Um, I think part of our but work it, is but to it shouldn't be removed from their. No, no, exactly. Right. I, you know, I mean, yeah. in a way, arts are right yeah. in everyone's lives. Yeah. But it's because. A lot of you know people's focus is yeah. on the art that is like you know up, up here rather than the art that Absolutely. is actually created within our lives day to day. Yeah, and I will push back to anyone who, who would like to be challenged. Um, yeah, this idea of arts are for some, mm -hmm. arts are for all. Arts are nice to have, arts are essential. And when you go for the essential, if arts are part of our culture, arts are part of our day to day life. It's just like people who like talk to me like, oh, I don't really know how to cook. I'm like, how are you not starved? <laughs> like, well, I, don't, I don't really know how to like be an adult. It's like, how are you still alive? So anybody who said, oh, I'd, like, oh, I don't really get it. I, I can survive without it. That, I think anyone should, in their own way, interrogate, politely push back, challenge, and change. Yeah. Imagine if we yeah. had like plumbing and roads in like the uh, 130s yeah. and like Yeah. Absolutely. So I think it's about even for ourselves, changing that mindset of like, oh, you know, they won't get it. It's like, okay, why are they not getting it? Maybe there's something I don't get. That I need to go and figure out what that is, not the other way around. Yeah. There's a big, there's a big lot of listening. Yeah. It's waiting to happen. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, just moving forward, I just want you to think about, you know, the answers that everybody had. That was a really good discussion. Only because we're going to talk to you about opportunities now, and I just want you to think about the fact that you have to talk to Ben Hooper off the header sometimes to, to talk to someone to sell your idea. And that's not that straightforward. Plus, you've got to have it right in your own mind. Why Why would I go to this community? Why? Yeah. 
because I like it there, because it's sunny, because why, why? Because people will ask you this why. And we'll talk to you about the opportunities that um, are out there for you. Um, but you know, but having your why for the people who've been successful at this, because they probably had their why, you know, pretty right when they spoke to Ben when he got off the header. You know, and that's and it's a shame. We're not always speaking to Ben. Often speak to Alan. So she's nicer than Ben who got off the header, but but Ben who got off the header is a real person and they are. And uh, and uh, and it's only fair that Ben should have a good reason for something to come. Can I just say something about Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Absolutely. So, can I hand over to the department now to talk about how fabulous they are? Thanks, Ben. Um, thanks, everyone. I um, I'll just preface with everything that I'm about to say is I just want to acknowledge how special this lab is, and on a personal note, how amazing they are about it. How you all enrich my life and my family's life with the NWA, but also in a professional note, how amazing it is to work with you, how you challenge us as a department every day. And we're pretty much speaking on behalf of you as well. I feel like we're in a pretty privileged role as we get to talk with artists and arts organisations and mayors and all these people around the state every single day. So listening to you talk just before really made me feel quite proud that I think that we've developed this funding program for creative communities really well. It's really hard to write a funding program during a pandemic with a minister and Rotary West and all this other stuff in, and data and policy, but I think we've got it right. So I might just talk about it, um, specifically addressing some of the clinical points that you raised. So yes, if you don't know about it, there's a funding program called Creative Communities COVID-19 Recovery Program. It's not catchy, we'll just call it Creative <laughs> Communities for now. And I know a lot of, of you have already applied or you have ideas in the mix. It's a big program, it's $5 million. Um, we're probably about three quarters to halfway through spending the money, meaning there's opportunity for you over the next six months to really, you know, put in an application to us. But also don't stress if you can't make it in this timeline. The department has funding programs that support residencies, community-focused residencies, or just personal residencies, or a whole wide range of um, your practice. So you can come to us at any time to community-based stuff. But it's also really amazing that so many people in the sector are starting to move more to socially engaged, participatory, CACD, whatever way you want to say it, kind of way of working. So um, it is basically artisan residence. Um, in partnership with a community. The, the community can be a school, it can be a community group, it can be a local government authority, it can be any way you kind of define who the community is, as long as there's participation involved. And participation can be as subtle as you like, or it can be them writing their painting the mirror. It's however you want to define it, so feel confident in that. Um, it is all around connection. It is acknowledging that 2020 sucks, 2021 kind of sucks. <laughs> and a lot of you did feel like you're not essential, but from the department's point of view, you are, you are critical. And I think it's amazing that state government, the Premier, Laurie West, acknowledged that the artists can play a role in, in the recovery of this state and helping people connect and just be together. And that's really all that we want in applications like this. It's like, this is the artist, this is the community, 
is how we're going to connect together. Um, it's been delivered in two different ways, through small grant, through $30,000, um, and you can apply at any time and we turn them around quite quickly. So they're nice and responsive. They're around, kind of, we're looking at about four weeks minimum as a, as a, for that category. But the four weeks can be spread out over a year if you want. It could be a day a week, it could be however format you want it to be. And it can be more than four weeks, mm. on what your resources are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they're nice little kind of tester grants, I think. Can that be in the same community, or would it be like two or three? Yes. Yes. It's interesting. When we first designed it, we thought it would be yeah, one artist wanting to work with one community for around that amount of time. But gosh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as I said, feel confident in testing those ideas with us, because once again, it's just going back to artists, community members, and connection. How so that's the, up to 30,000. It doesn't have to be 30. Some people are just using 10, some are 20, some are 25. But look, if you're going to write a grant, and we all know how annoying they are, <laughs> maybe go for the larger amount. <laughs> um, then you've also got another category called collaboration. That's where you can apply for 80,000, and that's in Chloe. Chloe's the, like the poster child <laughs> for, that, um, for that category. Um, they're delivered in rounds. So around just closed last week, and thank you, I know a few of you guys put in applications. They're peer assessed and the minister of Brisbane. So that's why it takes a little bit longer, but we definitely feel confident there'll be more of those rounds available. We've got to, yeah, we think so. Especially if there's, especially if there's demand yeah, for, large, yeah. for the larger scale. Um, the very nature of, the, of that work collaboration is normally, yeah, multiple communities, multiple artists. Bigger, we are finding some people do it small 30k, magic happens, then they come and do an 80k, or some people have already delivered 80k collaboration ones, magic's happened and they want to keep going with the 30k. So they've been designed that way, so you can dip in and out, just acknowledging, you know, how community engagement works. Um, so, I'll just type writing down, um, it's fine if you don't know the outcome for this type of program. I know with our other funding programs, we're always like, well, what's the creative output and how many people are involved in all of this? Yeah. This is community-based practice. We acknowledge if you don't know what it's going to be, this, you need to spend time with your community participants. So once again, feel relaxed with that. Just focus on telling us within the application kind of what your process is going to be. And most importantly, that the community, you've consulted with them and they want, they're on board with you. Um, the, I'll give you some examples of what's been funded so far, and they will all be up on our website really, really soon. Um, I would like to say, in terms of that time that you need to develop those relationships, there's lots of really, for everyone that was here before, lots of great tips in terms of that initial engagement with you. If you've been to the community before, I was just going to say, if you've already done work in communities, this is something you can you can initiate the grant. So you could, I've been, been working in that community before, you might go to them and say, funding available, I'm interested in working with you again, so you can initiate this as independent artists or arts organisations, and you know, you can look for the local artists in the communities that are there, you can connect with them as well, and there can be more than one artist, it could be several artists. Um, yeah. yeah, and not just artists, these, these budgets are pretty big, they're generous, especially because we, we want you to have your producers, your mentors, paying those community champions, that we're seeing that in all these applications, so feel free. This type of work is a bit 
it's hard on you as an artist as well to make sure you're building as much support as you, as you need in a project like this. Um, the types of things we're seeing coming through is definitely the whole spectrum of community engagement. Yes, we've got the mural at one end. <laughs> <laughs> and we are seeing those beautiful, you know, sophisticated um, community arts and cultural development performance outcomes. We would love more assistance <laughs> than that end. But we acknowledge that, um, particularly your comment around demystifying every art, it's really important, or knowing where a community is at. Sometimes they just need murals or, or just really basic things. So once again, just um, be, don't worry about, I guess, the quality of the art itself. It's more about we're interested in the, uh, the quality of the engagement at this point. Um, all the applications that are coming through, we ask a question, here's question four or five, about why does this community need this? What has been the COVID impact? And it's pretty much the same, same answer, regardless of where they are in the state. We need to connect with being rocked. Um, we don't know who we are. We want to know who we are. Um, we need a little bit of fun. We need to have some difficult conversations. So, so, that, so that's really interesting. Um, we've also got um, data helping drive us a little bit. Um, because this is a targeted program, we are particularly interested in making sure communities that are in need, um, that haven't had access to the arts before, um, diverse communities um, are able to take part in this program. Um, so, so many favourites. <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of schools coming through. We acknowledge it's really hard to work with local governments and schools. We're doing it on a daily basis as well because they, uh, some of their people haven't had that transformative experience that you guys all have. Um, so it really does come down to the really special, the really special art teacher or the really special arts officer or mayor or a David Marshall at Harvey. <laughs> um, and so this program is helping schools and local government authorities kind of get on board a little bit as well. Um, we do have um, a kind of advocacy um, uh, part to this project as well, which is around gathering stories through video um, and lots of different ways and making sure that you will all have access to some collateral at the end of the program that then you could then send to then the mayor and say, look, the arts is really important, look at this. Um, and anyone that gets a grant, um, you're paid additionally to do a little survey that's been developed by Tina in our research department, um, working with Lottery West and, 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 and all, all the good people around the world that's really tracking the intrinsic side of the arts. So all the participants will do a survey letting them know, this made me feel good, or I feel like I belong, or this or that. Um, and then that data will be used um, as part of a kind of bigger, bigger advocacy campaign that's so, so badly needed within government. You know, we're wooing Department of Education, we're wooing local government, we're, we're wooing um, health, but we need examples about the benefit of the arts as well. I mean, I could probably share it with you if you wanted to come, if you wanted to email me, but we use data coming from um, Department of Premier and Cabinet, Lottery West, um, Department of Communities. 
so um, uh, you know, so it's all basically coming from yeah the the impact um, teams with all across all government agencies. So this program is focused on young people. Um, so we are using a lot of things like job seeker, job keeper, mortgage stress, um, and a whole range of other things. Derek, who's in our research team, sends us maps pretty much every day of saying, you know, this is based on COVID impact of what happened in the last year. You know, we know the wheat belt really suffered, we know the north, the northern corridors and the south Bunbury, the southern corridors of the metro area, there's a lot of kind of stress and impact that are the metro areas. But it doesn't mean that you can't do something outside yeah. of that, that won't be supported outside of that area, it's yeah. just in terms of targeted, trying to target communities that may not, maybe may, may not, yeah. you know, access things like that. So it's about more about the target. Yeah. If you wanted to do task or your focus to be driven by that data, yeah. we could just email you and get to see those maps. Yeah, we'd be able to give you a really, a really good, a good idea. But once again, it's coming down to data is only one part of where we know need is. Or there's the other side of, you know, this data is COVID-based, but a lot of it is around pre-existing um, socioeconomic issues as well. So, um, so yeah, as I said, the, the question that we're asking in the application of why do you need this? Everyone's got a story to tell. It's, you know, even if you're in the, in the green Tibiaco or Muslim Park. So um, it would be around really going to where you think there's need. So this yeah. Creative Communities Grant is directly responsive to COVID. It's a yeah. new initiative. Was yeah. money taken away from something else to fund it? No, brand new. This Where's is the money from Lottery West. Sorry, I should have said that, Lottery West. Because everyone was so depressed in COVID, they gambled more and we have more money. <laughs> 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 so let's turn that into something good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. yeah. yeah, it's $5 million, which is a massive opportunity. Um, but as I said, you know, we've actually been able to attract more money to our other grants programs as well. So success rates are higher. Um, so don't feel you need to come to this one. You can come to our other programs as well. Um, I'll give you some examples. We all know about Bowie, Meriden. Um, Southern Edge Arts in, in Denmark, um, they're working with a few um, service providers with um, homeless youth there, um, doing a kind of range of multidisciplinary projects. Um, Dulawari Group in Roburn, they're working with a lot of performance artists. It's in, I would say, Ian, who's there, Ian He's, he's coming. He's in the studio, I think. Yeah, yeah. There's about six performing artists going up in Benny County Roburn, working with um, uh, the local corporation there and the Roburn District High School. Um, this is a really simple one, but the Brunswick Tennis Club, they just, um, <laughs> they, theirs was actually the first application to come through, and it was just to support the local art teacher doing murals at, um, at the tennis club. Um, and it was so simple, but the impact was massive because they just said, look, we don't have any facilities in Brunswick. It is the tennis club. And there's like 60 junior members that were using that during the school holidays. And there's not enough courts. This is a nice sporting one. And so they're all playing tennis and then other kids are painting and they're swapping over. So, so good on them. Um, Perth Ethiopian Women's Group. Um, I just actually got to experience um, the outcomes of that project on Saturday night. They came to us and they said, look, we've got some really tired mamas in this community. Normally we travel 
back to Ethiopia or to other places, um, we've got a lot of children, and we're stuck here. <laughs> um, the kids want to learn circus, and there was actually um, an artist called Hassan, who um, is from that community as well, who's incredible. And so he's been spending time teaching like 50 kids <laughs> how to do circus, and we got to see it on Saturday night. But the kids, they felt so proud just learning all of these, these skills. They all want to be like Hassan when they grow up. <laughs> but most importantly, it was I realised on Saturday night watching watching the celebration, just gave those families a chance to have a break and come together. And that's really what it was all about. Um, another sporting one, so Bridge Pro. Um, they're a basketball organisation, but they're working with Centre for Stories and Sasonke. Um, I don't know how to put Sasonke track name. Um, so that she's spending time at the Herfrayan Rec Centre, um, helping capture storytelling between um, African elders and African youth at basketball sessions. So that's, I've sent that one to our Sport and Net colleagues within DLGSC. Um, lots of schools coming through, um, some CRCs coming through. Shelter WA, which is Oh yeah, sorry, community resource centres. <laughs> Shelter WA, so we are starting to talk with a lot of the service, community service organisations. Um, so Shelter WA has a lot of work with people with, with experience of homelessness. They've now got an artist who's going to be spending time with people in St. Pat's in Fremantle and then working on an exhibition at Data. It's really exciting to be engaging the community service sector mm. because they they have a lot of funding to provide services to community in need. They never seem to ever use the arts very well. And so now we're hoping to kind of um, show them away a little bit. There's so many. A really fun one, Theatre Kimberley, they're doing um, roller skating, a roller skating choir and doing beatboxing. So it can be fun as well. It doesn't just have to be. <laughs> um, Geraldton Toy Library, they're doing a mural. Um, yeah, lots of lots of wonderful wonderful ideas, and um, you know, so we've funded about forty, but we can probably fund around one hundred and twenty residencies across the state. So get your thinking caps on. Um, I just wanted to mention, yeah, you've all said that partnerships take a long time to develop, and we know that we respect that. Like, we'll we'll talk to artists over the years, and you know, like Siobhan came up to me earlier, and she's like, I've got this idea. It might take years, but I know that you are going to deliver that project in about whenever it is, it's three or four years. It's the same with these types of projects. Some of the projects that are being funded are actually some little seeds of magic two or three years ago. So I, I get it. I know it's a challenge, but also be a bit patient and and do it right. Take it slowly um, because it, it can be supported. Mm -hmm. and, and also... Paul, Kelly and I, yeah. so I've not worked in state government or any government before now, and I've always been in the not-for-profit art sector. Everyone's very friendly and approachable, and, and you should definitely get on the phone and just discuss your idea, because as long as you, you know, read the guidelines, fill your eyes yourself with it, chat to us today, but yeah. call and talk to us today. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of people, I know it's really scary calling something called department of whatever we are. <laughs> 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 Great Particularly when we're, uh, we're a department that don't communicate. Mm. We're trying to change that, but it's hard at the moment. So get on the phone and call. It doesn't have to be about a funding program. We, are, we, we do deliver a lot of other things as well. So the, the more we know about you, the more we can advocate to, to 
people up the line and help get these types of programs delivered. So yeah, we love we love workshop ideas. Siobhan just came to me on the break with like hundreds of ideas. And we're gonna help her just think a little bit strategically on going back to that question of the why. We ask that question all the time, why? And I know you don't like it when we ask it, but it's actually really important because it's helping you think in a professional aspect, where are you going? Ali, I don't practical question, but I think I'm actually remembering that we've we've talked over the phone and yes, give Ali a call, she's amazing. Um, does this it's like the practical questions, does this account for, you know, we're only allowed to fly three times yeah. and the sixty thousand cap, is this in this those This rules? is a bonus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that um sixty K cap Yeah. <laughs> 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 I 
I called another another organisation. Well, you're called I called them like an hour ago. I'm like, how are you going? And she's like, I can't talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> Funding questions? I, I, I thought it would be mm. interesting. Oh, sorry, I know I'm mm. still taking the time. But, um, mm. I was just having an interesting conversation with Julie, who works for a local government, so you're still. Yeah. Um, could, could we just find out about her thoughts around. Because in that last discussion, there was like a lot of yeah. um, mm. talk about local governments and how hard it is to kind of. Time or challenges are going to be. Yeah. It'd be good to get to hear your thoughts around that. We need Julie's all across the state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, first of all, I just want to say I'm a bit of an intruder, really, here today. 
respond to our communities in a different way. Things that would have taken us five years to get support for, we were able to actually get that support from our council. Now that's not the case with all councils. I know that some councils fund straight up, resources got cut off. Um, but obviously we were able to advocate in that space and it was all around connecting communities. <laughs> so, you know, those words just keep coming up um, all the time. And we funded some absolutely amazing programs that yeah, we, we never saw coming. Um, a lot of them also weren't outcome driven. They were actually about developing practice and maybe charming an idea, like you've got an idea that you want to do something later. We were pretty generous in that it was like you didn't have to come from the city of Sterling, it didn't even have to happen in the city of Sterling, but we... <laughs> wow! <laughs> we understood that the creative industries were being kind of decimated and if we don't support them now, then we're not going to have them going forward. So Thank you so much for taking those initiatives. That's amazing to be up with. Yeah. I, I I was a recipient yeah, of one did. of those grants yeah. and the ability to, I live in Sydney Sterling as well and I never would have thought to do, to just work within my own council. Yeah. <laughs> why? why? Like it's odd that that's such an unusual thing to be like, oh I could actually just work near my house. You have to drive <laughs> too far, I wasn't driving down to Frio every day to try and do something. Um, and yeah, Sydney Sterling were great and I, again, that like not having to have an outcome Amazing, I got to just explore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, how do we clone you? Well, they're out there, actually, and there is there's a network. Most of the large councils do have people like me. Um, and in fact, the city of Sterling is probably one of the largest councils, but we probably don't have the most resources in our equivalent kind of cultural area as, say, Joondalup or um, Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, there's a lot of the others that have even more. So, um, but it is. Go to the councils with lots of suburbs. Yes, lots of And yeah, the other thing was really uh, like community engagement. Everything that councils are doing at the moment is around being community led. But we, we don't want to be actually saying this is what we want you to do. Um, we actually want you to be telling us what you want and yeah, what how we can support that to happen. So we're less about the doing and more about the facilitating. So. And obviously we knew about this funding ourselves, but we actually ran some little ribbons and it's very visual art, like obviously our focus is predominantly visual art, but we actually have a very big events um, program as well, which of course is coming back to supporting the performing arts as well. So um, yeah, I think that's probably And the other thing is if all else fails in the small <laughs> councils, the regional councils, if there isn't um, someone that you feel that you can talk to among the staff, then yeah, do start those conversations with your elected members and you can do that certainly with the city well, and you know, they're fierce, often in the city, they're fiercely <coughs> wanting to represent their people. Um, might be a slight difference in the smaller town, but yeah. So, Talk, I just, I don't know much about it, but it seems to be like a bit of a network is the WALG thing. Mm. Like, do you, like, so that's all the local governments that could cross WA kind of coming so together. Well yes, yeah. that thing. Yeah. Um, yes, that's what it is, but they actually. They do a particularly great job in the arts and culture and okay. creative area. Um, there are some more sort of informal, like there's a community development kind of network and a conference that happens and um, yeah, there's like Facebook groups and all that kind of thing. So, and well, there's certainly arts, yeah. It's kind of like that individual one where all of those yeah, wear hats and yeah. just... Yeah. <laughs> 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 and you say, hey, you know, we did yeah. this great thing. Have you got any 
you yeah, all yeah. are talking. I just wonder whether it was a formal thing through no, Margaret or that was quite informal. informal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So while we have been asking Margaret to yeah. be in that just wondered. Can I just add to so so we are so there's a few things happening in local government. The first, every local government's really different, right? So and everybody's seen that. So we are uh, presenting at the uh, local government professionals conference in the community development to tell people why um, why forming arts is really important. Um, so Ryan's uh, presenting. Everybody knows Ryan's a very charming man. It's going to be a very charming presentation. We're very very, very charmed. We've also um, been working uh, distributing a. A video and a book called Performing Spaces. Because 80% of performing spaces are owned and managed by local government, um, and I might share the link with you. So, so we're just we're, we're just doing the dance of romancing people with the idea that actually performing arts is really just as important as putting people in the towns. And we really are. I mean, uh, so I might show it to you to show what's really happening. And also, Circuit West now has a has a um, uh, advisory group, which are all uh, are local government leaders. So I think there's eight of them in it, and there's like a Community Development Director from Port Hedland and the CEO from Mug River and all of these. Some of them are from towns where they actually have a really low level. So we are so we are chipping away at the edges of this and as other departments. So and we know there are good shires. Sometimes it's just a long way in when a shire has three hundred people to say, I'd like somebody with arts in their title. Is there have you got anybody with arts in the title? But in local government and community development. So you know, so yeah, so I just want to finish with say it's not hopeless. Perfect segue yeah. for me, Alex. Thank you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, I'm, I'm also mindful of keeping this on time because I think you have to be somewhere else after this too. Uh, okay. um, so, um, so, so I'll talk about us because we also connect uh, um, artists with local government because of presenters. So Circus West role has, well, you know, used to be, you know, uh, a, a manager, a venue managers network from Broome through to Kalgoorlie through to. Esperance and everything in between. And now it's much bigger than that. Now, you know, many of the people in the room we're connected with. So we've got a couple of different ways that we are useful to you if you're interested in um, residencies. And the first one is WA Showcase. So WA Showcase is the pitching forum in Western Australia. And I know you've pitched Alex, I know you've pitched Georgia. Does everybody know about WA Showcase? Because I could bang on for hours. Okay, so let me, so let me, so WA, so does everybody know what a pitching forum is? Okay, so WA, uh, so a pitching forum is where uh, uh, performing artists um, get to go on stage. We invite all the venue managers from around Western Australia. They all come with their teams uh, and people from towns where they don't necessarily have a performing space but they have an interest and people will talk about their work. And as a result of that, uh, communities choose whether they will take a tour for that work. So, um, and that's pretty, you know, that's pretty much it, straight in a straightforward way. We also give some acts a chance to do their full performance, if it's a performance. Not everything has to be a performance. Um, and uh, we, have a, we have a very sp uh, special category, which is really good if you're doing residencies, and it's called Get Together. And Get Together pitching is sitting together with a group of venue managers for half an hour and telling them the stuff that I asked you earlier. Why do you want to come to my town? Um, what's in it for my town? Um, and all of those questions is a, a long conversation. You don't have to do any performance, nobody expects to see any pictures, but you can talk through your concept of, you know, uh, um, your seed of an idea. Even long before you're gonna look at a residency, you can talk about it then, and people can say, oh, you know, we'd like this, this, and this, and it may help you down the track to get another 15 grand, do some more creative development, potentially, you know, um, and work uh, towards getting it to a point where it's sort of ready to tour. 
So um, and so that's we're about to launch pitching at the moment. So if you so we are um, uh, Circuit West um, on Facebook, and if you don't like us, you need to like us <laughs> because we will tell you when you can pitch. Now I'm just going to keep talking. Um, please interrupt me anytime. I'm just can mindful I just of time. If where where you hold the pitch, yeah. And uh, and this next one will be at UWA because they've they've got bookings in here. Do you know any in the region? Uh, we don't do in the regions. We don't have enough work to do it. We've tried to organise a Southwest and a Geraldton. We we haven't had enough artists to actually have a pitching forum. And the problem is trying to get trying to pay for thirty venue managers to get to a Geraldton or a Bunbury. So we've just done our first regional. We did Tech West, which is another one of our conferences in Bunbury. So this really impacted the numbers. Tech West is looking tech, at venues. Tech West is the tech conference. So we also look after tech, the technical side of the industry. So that's their conference. So we ran that regional for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Tech, tech managers. Yeah, tech managers, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, so WA Showcase is the opportunity you should be looking towards. Even if you're, you've got a working head, it's not necessarily a residency, you know, it's, it's ready to tour tomorrow or it's, it's something that you're planning on working on that might be ready to tour in two years. Can I ask the annoying question, which is how much is it for artists this year? It's quite expensive. Oh, I don't yeah, know. You don't know. We're just, just about to release it. Saying, yeah, oh, it's expensive. Yeah. So if you get a showcase, no, you don't, you don't, there's no cost to pitch. Yeah, there's no cost to pitch, but to attend, it's, it's quite yeah. expensive if you don't get to pitch. Yeah. Um, which I think is a barrier, particularly if you're coming from regional or anywhere else, yeah. to get to yeah. the venue, which I think is. Mm. Yeah. And I, we, like I think we're inviting all pitching artists to stay for the session this time at no cost because we're trying to connect the pitch to the, some conversations better in yeah. lots of ways. The relationship building is So, so the, the stuff that happens after you come off the stage, um, if you've done a pitch that way, we're trying to continue on that conversation at no cost, Alex, is the answer. Not for the whole conference, but I think for a day. And I would just like to say to the regional artists who are in the room, if you do connect with Circuit West, you get on their email list, there are, they always post about opportunities to apply for short, quick response funding to get yourself down. Um, Which is really fantastic. Mm. So yes, it does. Sometimes it looks like it's going to be a huge investment, but there is always somebody who's offering quick response grant around that time. It's really cool. Yeah. And is it a curated pitching session? Or it is. Does everybody get in? Uh, no. We, otherwise, it would be no. three weeks long. Yeah, and it's four days. <laughs> so uh, it usually comes down to thirty-six pitches. So we usually get about one in three, I think. But it doesn't end there. So let me tell you some more stuff because there is some of those pitches are just not ready to go yet. They're going to be really easy. Um, so a few other things. So the, um, one of the things is that we are we talk to people who are ready to pitch, but maybe not quite ready to pitch yet, to talk to them about what they maybe what other steps they need to take before they're ready to pitch, mm -hmm. to give them some strategic advice, some funding advice as to you know where they might need to go next. More than anything, we're connected to all of the presenters in this state, really closely connected to them. We know what they want, we know what they want on their stages. Which is why it was interesting when I had that conversation with, with a bunch of presenters and they went, oh, are people, have people got residencies who didn't hear about those? And that's not because the information isn't out there, that's because they're not always listening. There was a great, uh, there was a great, there's a, the story of the, of the people come in theatre, so the previous manager come in theatre, there's the, a day in the life of a venue manager, right? So after the stage, it's got bump in this show, and then it's got, you know, um, lighting rig to be replaced and stuff. And at the bottom of the list, this is the manager's to-do list, it's like buy toilet roll. So sometimes venue managers have a very long day, and so it takes a little bit of time to get through to them, which is why again showcase is really important. Um, so our job is to, is also to introduce concepts to presenters 
outside of Showcase, and we do it all year round, right? So if you've got a great idea and you want to share it with, with, um, with uh, venues, we'll share it. We've got the venue network, so we can contact all the presenters and be in their inbox. Well, you can direct, direct, you stuff, can direct them to people, but you absolutely. can actually, these three people are really kind of yep. in your alley, so you can be more targeted. Absolutely, and we sort of know, so and what was said earlier is really true. The smaller communities are, have got their arms around the community way more than you know, the bigger ones in Mandra. That's really true. But it's not true of all the big things. Um, um, we, um, we put in good to go which is online pitching forums, so that means all year round. Um, quality pitches are on, on um, the Showcase website, and we're extending that to have residency stuff on there as well, so that people can sort of go, because I'm not always making the decision in November what I'm going to choose for 2023, right? So, so the idea is that you've got more places to pitch your concept, so that people can look and say, okay, maybe you know, we'd be interested in a residency, especially because the government has all this money. Mm -hmm. And as I said here, yeah. our policies take the government's money. <laughs> um, um, so we're taking on uh, a new project this year, which will probably double the number of communities we're connected to because we're connecting now to communities who don't have a venue, who don't have a performance space. Um, so um, we're really keen to know what you've got planned. Like, and so anybody who's talked to us, we may be not as friendly as these guys, but we're pretty friendly, is to, is to give us a call and, say, and tell us what you're trying to do. Um, because we really know the venue network really well, and, um, and we're really pushing hard to get more experiences on stage. That's who we are. So, and it doesn't have to be on a stage where there's a performance at the end of three weeks. It doesn't have to be any of that. So, and we've been working with these guys pretty tightly on trying to get more residencies and collaborations happening within our own network. When do you finalise so the pitches are released uh, in two weeks. Um, we announce on the... Uh, no, 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 no. So we haven't opened pitching yet. We haven't announced Showcase yet. So that will be when you all join us on Facebook, you'll see the announcement, which the announcement will be next week. So, um, and, and so from then on, um, you've got six weeks to put together your pitch or talk to us about it or say, oh, I've got this idea. Um, and um, everybody who hasn't pitched, we... Is a, is a chat. You don't have to do anything yet. It's just a chat. Talk to us about your idea, what you actually want to do. Um, so, um, and so we're trying to change the models of pitching and showcase. You know, that's our thing. So I guess, you know, my, my question to, are we close to, are we finished? Are we close to finished? Yes. Sorry, I also have to be somewhere else. Is, what else can we do? Like, what else, you know, you, a lot of you don't know, a lot of you is, a lot of you don't know who we are. <laughs> um, a lot of you don't know, like, what else can we do to help? What else can we make residencies or collaborations happen? I have a burning question, um, sorry. And it's about, again, sorry, now that keeps coming up, but they have this fantastic little town hall, which has, like, two labs in it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, yeah, we did a show there, and it was great. It was successful as mm -hmm. far as the little community went, et cetera, et cetera, community project. Um, is there any thinking from sort of West, Czech West, that mm -hmm. I wasn't aware of, um, that they may come, for example, to a, a small venue like that and say, look, you know, if we put up this kind of infrastructure, then we can invite some inter-regional smaller performances into these small towns that just get market. So is that something that you do, or is it... Ryan's doing a lot to influence oh. local uh, government spaces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was announced by the minister this morning that Circle West is taking over shows on the go, which is the small oh. tiny shows for the community presenters and town halls and things like that. Oh, yeah. Which means part of that will be taking on, whereas part of a 
reorganising our operations and budget for taking on a production manager, so there will be the ability for someone from TechWest or SuperWest to come out and do that. Good timing! Yay! No, no, um, can you plug once the we get all the retreat through that? Sorry, what? Can you plug the Brett Carlos retreat through that? Because if you came to that retreat, that would um, help yes. as well. So once we've got all the stuff on the ground, we can put it, we'll put it out there. It'll be soon. Yeah. So. And it could and it could host a residency app yeah. um, funded through our programs. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we organise these things. The question that you asked back at Commons, the question that's been asked today, and the question that Rachel asked to be over the fire, which is why is it we can do visual arts residencies but not performing arts residencies? Why is that getting funded? Because it's community-led and community context. Community aren't going to ask for performing arts until they see it and see best practices. So if you're an artist here who has done any kind of residency project that was performing arts space that was a best practice model, it was really successful, can you please, 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 share that project with DLGSC, mm. share it with Circuit West so we can share it with us so we can share it with Shires, otherwise this, this stays a yeah. conversation. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, as I said, the advocacy campaign that we'll, that we'll run alongside this program will have best practice examples mm. of what you've all done. So, so, but that's probably six months away. Yeah. So if anything now, please. Arts Edge, right? Yeah, we have all the Arts Edge case studies in a PDF format, we're just trying to get them onto our DLGSC website, which is a lot harder than you think. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions? Do you have any festival stuff going in circuits, like connecting these festivals, regional festivals? Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, we, we're trying to build the list at the moment to share with um, producers who are appropriate to the festivals list. Yeah. So many. Um, but they don't seem to be connected to each other at all. This is going to be a network of festival organisers. There's a few people who travel town to town and do the Woolarama, you know, and they're organisers, but outside of that, there doesn't seem to be one. So, and there's no way that that could be advocated, like for performing, art, performing arts fringe events to work around festivals. I mean, I know we're talking about it at the moment, but the Rays and Rise festivals started happening already. Yeah. Julia was there, mm. we were there, and, you know, it, and I went, oh, this is really exciting, let's do more. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a very good question, and nobody's actually, you know, working directly to connect that space at the moment. And there's a lot. Like we've got 37 festivals on our list. How do we start? Yeah. We all call for fail. I mean, I think the festivals, the festivals do need to, the festivals do need to lead that. I think you know it should be their their curators or whatever. They need to have an understanding of where, where the funding options, and they need to be supporting artists by by writing support letters or whatever to. Do. To apply mm. for the department. Yeah. Like, I mean, because oftentimes those festivals won't have any money. Mm. But the, a lot of those festivals are coming from like a, a non perspective and they're not necessarily attached to funding bodies. So yeah. I, I would conversely argue that, that actually that outreach needs to, to come from, from funders because yeah, otherwise they're just not thinking about funding. A lot more than half the festivals are actually run by not for profits mm. attached yeah. to the Shire and that's the, mm. they put in their million hours a year. Yeah. That's how Woolarama and those sorts yeah. of things happen. And they're not actually connected, you know, they're not, they're not, they're absolutely not for profit. Yeah. 
So, in and that's, I know the big country festival is in Hannah. Where's the big? Music right, so that started with a bunch of people who just volunteered 100% of their time. So, it is difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a lot of them actually, we, we, now we've got an understanding of them, a lot of them are actually outside the zone. You know, so they are a bunch of mums and dads, you know, who in the town who think we should do this, and it grows to a giant size. Yeah. It's seven minutes to one, so I would just like to ask Julie, Julie, a one minute question before. Wrap up. You were saying that the key priorities for local government, obviously, in any kind of arts funding, are thriving communities, resilient communities. I'd really like to know, in one minute, in local government speak, <laughs> so that we can speak your language. How do you prove that, and what do you? What does that look like? What is a thriving community? What is a resilient community? So we can go. We know we can deliver that. I can say it in arts speak and as a human speak, but how do we say it in local government speak? Yeah, that's the answer to that. Uh, <laughs>